0: what's up everybody welcome to the in love with horror podcast we are your hosts i'm aj
1: and i'm christy join us for a love affair with all things horror as we explore the world of horror films games and everything in between
0: and y'all we got another great episode as we always do because there's actually a lot of uh things that that drop this week there's actually a ton of trailers we'll be covering this week from series uh, to movies to even a featurette for the nun 2 that we'll dive into uh, and then for news this week we got some release date shifts We got uh, the first reactions of the nun, too. Can't wait to get into that. Uh, And then uh, Ten even got some love with uh, a nice piece that was in uh, the Empire magazine. And they also dropped a new poster, so that'll be exciting to talk about. And then for the main topic of this podcast, y'all, we're going to dive into uh, a very good question. And that is, do horror movies have to be scary to be good? So all that's coming up on the In Love With Horror podcast. Uh, and as we always do, we're going to start off with uh, what we what we watched this week. And uh, both Chrissy and I, uh, we wanted to focus on one thing that we watched this week. Uh, and that's a film that just came out, uh, I believe, the day that we're recording this on September 1st. Uh, and that's a, a film that's available on video, on video On Demand. And that's Chad Gets the Axe. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with this film, it's a film that's directed and written by Travis Bible. And it's basically... About a group of social media influencers uh, who go to a haunted house and you know are live streaming to get as many views as they can and just you know have a, a heavy, strong online presence and you just get their numbers up essentially. And then of course, you know things go wrong and uh, things get crazy and a lot of horrible things happen. Um, so that's what we watched this week and we wanted to dive into it just a little bit uh I, I don't know if you want to start off babe, with uh, what you thought about the movie like what you like um
1: i'll
0: let you go first you want me to go first okay I go first yeah so uh for, first off if you don't know about the movie it's it's filmed in the same kind of way as uh the most recent movie i could think of is uh Deadstream. um it's filmed in a very similar fashion like they've got you know they're doing like the selfie cam live stream style there's even the chat uh, in the bottom right sort of like deadstream. So if you're if you're familiar with Deadstream, this movie is very similar similar to that. Uh the one of the big differences though is that it it has multiple different, you know, streamers involved. So there's a there's a group of the social media influencers in this house and they kind of have their own setups running simultaneously. So you get some uh some cool concepts that happen with you know jumping to someone else's stream and there's some uh some cool sequences that happen because of that. Uh, but it has that vibe to it along with, um, some elements of like missing where, uh, it's very much like a, f- like they're recording the phone screen. Cause some, uh, sometimes characters jump out of the stream and you see them on their phone, like, you know, sending text messages or making FaceTime, uh, calls. Uh, so it's, it's very much in that same vein of instead of like missing or searching where the recording or host, uh, where they're recording the the computer screen, You're, they're just recording the phone screen. And I actually really like this movie. I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, I liked a lot of what it was trying to say. Uh, first off, I'll say the performances were really good because I felt like uh, the social media influencers were like legit influencers. They were super uh, obnoxious, uh, you know, almost to an exaggerated sense to, to drive home that point of. You know, a lot of these influencers, like all they care about is views. And you know, even in the midst of all this horrible, you know, stuff that's going on, even when people start to drop out of the group and go missing, they're still like, you know, worried about. Oh man, our viewers, our view numbers are going up. We got to keep doing this crazy shit and being disrespectful, or whatever the case may be. Uh, so the perform the 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 performers they they did their thing. Like they felt like legit obnoxious influencers, and then it was also uh, had some some cool. Uh, commentary about like how, you know, viewers online, like the audience, uh how a lot of times people get sucked into, you know, wanting to see bad things happen. You know, they're getting excited that people are getting picked off and thinking it's a it's a game, a movie, uh, mm-hmm. things like that. So I liked a lot of that commentary too. Uh and then there's I won't even I won't get into the into any spoilers about the ending of the film, but there's, there's even some commentary in the ending of the film about how we as a as a people will kind of jump from one horrible story and then jump to the next one and forget the other one even happened. Uh, so there's a lot of cool social commentary uh within it, and there's uh, some good some of the jokes for me didn't always work, but there were some good ones that I did like that did make me that did make me laugh uh, and there were a couple scares that actually kind of got me, but I will say I wish they were a little bit more than uh, what they were. Uh, Just for me personally, just wasn't enough. But overall, I thought this movie was actually really good. Uh, I really liked Deadstream. And I think that this, uh, in a similar fashion, did things uh, and sometimes even did it better than that. Or, uh, you know, maybe some things weren't as good as that. But overall, like to be in that same category as a, you know, like social media horror movie, like I think it nailed it. And I I think it's like worth the watch. I thought it was actually pretty good. But that's what I think, but You go ahead now, now. Cause you wanted me to go first, so I just went. Now
2: you did. You
0: yeah. I knew you was gonna take forever to say what you had to say, but I was like... I, mean, I, I had a lot to say about it because you know, I like see. after after it ended, I was like, you know, digesting and going over some things, and I was like, you know, this movie actually had you. Know, you might not realize it, but it actually has a lot to say about a lot of different things. So I was like, yeah, like thinking about it after I watched it because I just watched it not not too long before we got on this podcast, and I was like. Damn! Like this actually had a lot to say. Kind of surprised. Yeah. Me, but, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I I agree with what you said. Um, I thought the performances were really really good. I think that probably holds the most weight for me. Yeah, is the acting because I was like, dang, these people are really doing a good job. Oh, they killed. Um, like I, obviously it is very similar to Deadstream. Um, and I agree that there were some things that they did better. Um, like. Uh, I don't like, well, I don't even get into it. Y'all just got to go watch it. But I do think it was um, some things that they did better. And then some things, you know, didn't really work for me. But um, overall, I thought it was a really good, um, a really good movie. And like you said, it was a good time. It was a couple of times I was laughing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was funny, like, because you're reading the chat, right? With something going on. And like, they try to make you think it's something is in the background, so I'm like trying to look to see if uh-huh. I see anything and stuff like that. So I thought it was very it was very well done in that in that aspect. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good.
0: Yeah, they, they definitely like killed it with the chat. because uh, mm-hmm. I know we, we mentioned that with Deadstream, how good the chat was. And I feel like this team yeah. did a good job with the chat too, making it yeah. feel like a very real chat. But man, right. those those people acting like they influence just been with hilarious. <laughs> like even <laughs> yeah, they, they like. Were would drop in their merch like oh forget you got we got uh, oh, right, 10% right, right, off right. over <laughs> at our merch store you know like stuff like that yeah um, yeah and uh one last thing i'll say too is uh that it also is a good story about uh karma like in that you know the boy mm-hmm. who cried wolf type of sense uh, yeah, so that was cool yeah, too that's true uh, yeah. like i said this don't this talked about a lot of surprise now one thing i will say about these um these social media horror movies where they got the chat and all that stuff sometimes i found myself like. Focusing too much on the chat. That's Like true. trying to read yeah. the chat. And yeah. then like it, it's sometimes it's hard to bounce between reading the chat and actually watching what's going on. In the, in, That's true. In, yeah. You know, on the stream. I can feel uh, you on that. Yeah. yeah Cause that, this chat was active in this movie. It was. Like they, they was, they was going <laughs> ham in there. Uh, I was really caught up into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, y'all uh, Chad gets the ax. Make sure y'all go check it out. It's, it's actually a really well done film. Had a lot of fun with it. Uh, And that's available on Video Demand right now. So go check it out. Now, that's what we watched this week. So now we'll dive into all the horror trailers that dropped this week. And we got quite a few, y'all. So let's jump right into them. Uh, With the first one being, uh, we got two teaser trailers uh, for the new American Horror Story series called Delicate. I think it's Delicate, right? Yeah, -hmm. Delicate. Yeah. And uh, these teasers are very much teasers. Now, Mm -hmm. I guess before I jump into that, let me... They put out the description for uh, this series, Mm. and it it reads, After multiple failed attempts of IVF, actress Anna Victoria Alcott wants nothing more than to start a family. As the buzz around her recent film grows, she fears that something may be targeting her in her pursuit of motherhood. And, of course, this is coming on FX, uh, streamable on Hulu. And it looks like it's going to be a part one type of situation, Mm -hmm. and it's coming out on September 20th. and. Like I said, these teasers are very much teasers. Honestly, I don't know how you felt, babe, but like they felt like almost like music videos. Like,
1: yes, I was yeah, gonna say that they yeah. did feel like music videos. Um, but I really liked them, though. I liked the colors, like yeah. the pop. I know we got a little bit of that when they they did like a. It was a it wasn't even really a teaser trailer, but you know it was kind of like an announcement trailer. Yeah, it was a
0: nou- Like character yeah. announcement. So was we like saw posters. a little bit
1: of of this before on that, but. I really liked like the reds and the blues and the whites and the blacks, um, yeah. coloration that they were doing. Yep. And, um, it does give us a little bit of insight on what's going to happen. Right. So you see her like laying on the table and she's got the mm-hmm. pregnant belly and then she's running from all these things or whatever. And then there's like a bunch of spiders. So I'm not really sure what the spider thing is about, yeah, but it gave me creeper crawlers because I don't like a whole bunch of spiders yeah,
0: all <laughs> arms and legs and yeah, yeah.
1: but yeah. it did look good though they both look good to me um kim kardashian looks weird to me i don't know maybe it's just because it's her and I, in my mind i got like a a mental bias or something i don't know yeah
0: i think naturally most people <laughs> are gonna feel that way like when they see the character yeah you know, hopefully she does a, a good job but i think it's gonna initially feel weird especially yeah. if, if the performance ain't really
1: there right um but I'm glad to see Emma Roberts back because I know, you know she wasn't unlike the last what one or two seasons or
0: yeah I haven't caught up but I think she was absent yeah uh, for a little bit but anyways uh, but I like she, her so yeah she killed it in mm-hmm. the other seasons that she was in hundred percent yeah Um, but I'm with you I thought the the colors the artistic style mm-hmm. of the tra- yeah. of the teaser trailers were really cool and they did give us a slight glimpse about the story um I, I hope that we actually get a trailer that actually shows what the actual show yeah, will feel show like because like, you know you yeah. watch this you're thinking like is this how it's gonna feel like right you know? yeah um hey look i ain't trying to say nothing now but i want to point something out to to the listeners here i'm just saying because was this whole ivf thing right and it looks like in that teaser trailer like they're planting something you know it looks yeah. like there's some weird stuff in the syringe or something but uh i'm just saying you know on the show evil they dealt with something similar uh so I don't know where they got the idea from. Well, actually, no, it was based for like another book or something like that. So, you know, I ain't yeah. saying that though, but uh, <laughs> we're just really getting another show that deals with a similar topic of, well, yeah. you know, something happening with uh, IVF. Uh, but, but anyway, I, yeah, I
1: mean. Are you planning to watch this season? You know, I've, I've been off the rock for a while with it comes I gotta, to set American Horror Story. So,
0: I got to catch up. I'm I'm definitely a few seasons behind. Yeah. I can't even remember the. The exact last season that I watched. Let me see if I could pull up the like American Horror Story season list, so I could see like where I left off.
1: Um, I I haven't watched anything since um, what's the name was up there, Lady uh, Lady Gaga.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, that was uh, that was the last thing I watched. Dang, what was that one called? I'm I'm about to pull up the list right now. That one was called Hotel. Yeah, Hotel. The,
1: That's the last one I watched.
0: The last one I watched was 1984. That's the last one I watched. That's the, that was that summer camp one. Um, yeah, and I actually, I actually like that one. I think Emma, Emma, yeah, Emma Roberts was in uh, this one too. Um, I'm pretty sure. And I thought this was good. Like the whole like uh, summer camp feel.
1: I thought that was another movie
0: i'm thinking oh yeah you think yeah you're thinking of that 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 killer movie but no this this season was called 1984 and it took place in 80s at a summer camp and it dealt with like ghosts and uh like one of the satanic uh cult killers from that era Mm -hmm. uh I, i thought it was a great season so i'm a couple seasons behind looks like i got a i got two seasons to catch up on um And that's the thing a lot of times there's no like direct correlation with these seasons but inherently like you want to watch them in order so i almost feel like i want to catch up on the seasons before i go and watch uh the new one
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: okay but we'll see but anyway that's the teasers for american horror story delicate y'all can check those out hopefully we get like an actual trailer soon because september 20th is just a couple weeks away (laughs) yeah so uh i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that they're saving it for this long but we'll see Moving on to the next trailer that we got this week, y'all. We actually got a uh, trailer, uh, f- uh, like a full trailer for Goldilocks and Three Bears, Death and Porridge, uh, which is which is written and directed by Craig Reese. Now, I, th- I want to say a couple podcasts ago, we talked about the uh, mm-hmm. teaser trailer for this film, and it was like a teaser trailer to the extreme. Like, you couldn't mm-hmm. tell what the movie was about at all, but <laughs> thankfully, this movie does give you at least a little bit of. uh, context of what's going on and uh it it looks like it has like a the strangers kind of vibe it does so it looks like goldilocks and her three bears um you know break into this home and end up doing some the strangers type of shit Mm -hmm. on the people living in this house Uh, and that's at least the vibe that i got from it is that what you got to
1: yeah that's exactly what i was thinking about too yeah um I, thought, uh, I don't know. Were they yeah, visiting the house or was it their house? Like they were going to stay there or something like that? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I couldn't 100% tell.
1: I couldn't tell either. Yeah, because there's, the the <laughs> there's that part
0: about the bowls. There's that part where he puts the bowls out and she's like, four bowls.
1: Yeah. So I didn't, that I didn't really get weird.
0: that. Yeah, I didn't really understand that aspect of it. Um, but I think this trailer was better than that teaser trailer, though, because at least I'm like, okay, like it's going to yeah, be. Yeah,
1: some kind of premise of what it's about.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be some sort of like break in torture type of situation, like a funny games or the strangers or something like that. Um I'm still not sold on Goldilocks. Uh I got I I really would have to see the film to see how I feel about the performance in full <laughs>
1: her acting. She's like yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's, it yeah. reminds
0: me of like uh, remember in the the Purge, the mm-hmm. the one girl with the uh. With the with the tutu dress or whatever, I forgot which purge that was called.
1: Yeah, it's but what she had is. a certain
0: like it. it reminds me of like, her. <laughs> what you said? I liked her character. <laughs> I don't know. The performance reminds me of that. There's something about it that just right. <laughs> it just doesn't like it. I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. It Doesn't feel right to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh I think after watching that trailer, I would definitely give the movie a shot just to see. Um. But I wish they did give us a little bit more context. Uh, yeah. Because maybe what if I'm wrong? Especially with the whole four bowl thing. What if it's not like a strangers <laughs> type thing? Uh, but we'll see. Hopefully there's some, some good, um, you know, if they're going to go that route, hopefully the effects are good. Like they're going to do the whole torture thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yo, that's uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears, Death and Porch. Uh, did they put out a date for this?
1: Mm-mm. No, it just says coming soon. It just
0: says coming soon? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so right now y'all just says coming soon i'm not even sure if this is going to get a limited release or just be uh video on demand but uh we'll be sure to keep y'all posted as we get updates on goldilocks and the three bears death and porch uh now moving on to the next trailer this was a huge one y'all this trailer did numbers this week and i think you already know what i'm going to talk about and that is the second trailer for five nights at freddy's um as the time of this recording uh it's sitting at 9.7 million views on YouTube, crazy. I think like that first day, like it did like a couple million, like within like 12 hours or something like that. It was crazy. Um, and it, even right now, it's still number uh, uh, 27 on trending. And normally trailers kind of fade off pretty quickly. Um, but uh, one thing I want to mention, uh, I did do a trailer reaction uh, to the second trailer. So you can go check that out on our YouTube channel. And... Uh, for Five Nights at Freddy's, this is actually one that's going to be doing the double release. It's coming, uh, to theaters and going to be on, uh, Peacock on October 27th. So you're gonna have a couple ways to watch it and I know what they're doing. They slick, they did that yeah. because they know <laughs> these kids, they're going to be bothering their parents to watch it multiple times. So I don't know for sure. I'm going to assume that it's like a, like a premium release. Yeah. You got to pay sure. to watch it even beyond just the subscription price. Uh, if that's the case, man, these numbers about to get racked up. Cause they're gonna yeah. be like like, oh mom, dad wanna watch uh you know, I wanna watch Five Nights of Freddy's again. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna do crazy numbers. Yeah. But uh with the trailer, uh we we just got more insight into what, well, you know, what the animatronics look like. They gave us again that that story breakdown. We got even got to see like I feel like, you know, every horror movie has like the the, the throwaway people in the beginning just to show yeah. like, the, yeah. the damage that the villain can do. So right. we got a little taste of that. And uh, we even got to like some prizes. There's a su- su- surprise at the end of the trailer. I know people went crazy for it with the uh, with the spring suit Bonnie or whatever it's called. Um, but I thought, I think it looks good. Like, I think the second trailer like got me more excited for it. Uh, you know, I know a little bit about Five Nights and Freddy's, not a lot. But I think Universal Pictures knew that they had a franchise that they couldn't mess around with, and I think it shows. I think, like the the suits and the animatronics look good. Uh, The hopefully, like the the kills or whatever, will have some. It's a PG thirteen movie. PG thirteen, so, PG-13, so can't go too crazy, but hopefully, there's still some elements of uh, some gruesomeness to it a little bit. But I, I don't mm. know. I think this movie will be fun. What do you think about it, but
1: You know, <laughs> I mean, every time we talked about this, I say the same thing. I'm gonna be watching the movie because I know my son gonna to want to watch it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, because you said that. that uh, <laughs> that he brought he uh he brought the trailer to you, right? Like you didn't even know it was out yet. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He showed
1: me the trailer. Yeah, and yeah. he's watched and that's it. When you let me know. Times since yep. then.
0: Yep. And you let me he's know. He's watched
1: like... the trailer and he's watched other people react to the trailer. Yep break down the trailer and i'm like you still watching videos about this trailer yep so yeah he's super hype about this movie but uh, yeah yeah
0: so that's how we found out y'all our son told us that the trailer <laughs> came out he knew before we did uh which is you know lets you know that these kids ain't playing no games with five nights and freddy's <laughs> uh movie uh but again that'll be out in theaters and streaming on uh, uh peacock on october 27th and i think that's shaping up to be uh, a big hit for Universal Pictures. Now moving on to our next trailer is actually a featurette that we got for The Nun 2. It was a, a featurette from uh Rotten Tomatoes and actually dives into a little bit of uh context to The Nun 2 like uh mm-hmm. how it places in the timeline. We even got a little information about what the movie is about, in a little a yeah. little bit more detail. Uh and then, you know, of course they had like a, you know, director, producer and um uh actor interviews within the to talk about you know the the nun valex mission in this movie, and they also expressed that the movie is going to tie into kind of all aspects of the Conjuring universe, which I thought was really cool. Um, but I thought this fe- I thought this featurette was excellent. I liked that uh, extra context and extra background to what this film is going to be about. Uh, that we even got some uh, additional like imagery uh, that hasn't been in any of the other trailers. That I thought was really cool, and. Just speaking on the feature edit, uh, and the details within it, some of the details that I really like that really got me hyped actually for this movie, I'm like, okay, this could be good, is uh, they mentioned that essentially is going to going to be looking for, you know, some sort of relic. They didn't say what it does, but it's probably going to do give some sort of power or something, right? And apparently is going to be kind of on a murder spree uh, through, what are they, in France, right? Uh, some sort of mor- murder spree mm-hmm. in France looking for this relic and i was like oh we're actually gonna get like kills and death mm-hmm. um and that's got me excited then because we're gonna see valley going ham and they also mentioned i don't, I don't know if you remember this part in the trailer uh, the feature but they mentioned that uh the movie will have like new uh like new demons mm-hmm. or creatures yeah. or something like we've never seen before so i'm like oh man wow. say so,
1: creatures don't get hype okay so <laughs> demons, was it demons was the word
0: demon used yeah okay so new
1: demons it's like new um ways of showing the demon and i don't know if it's the same demon or not but yeah they said new ways of showing which i know you're excited about because i know you were like when we watched the conjure movies your thing was like we see her as none and then want that one demon that they showed as a demon so yeah i know you probably want some real demon action yeah (laughs) you're weird yeah, it um, looks scary, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: But they didn't say creatures. So I okay, get all excited. I took them back out. <laughs> it wasn't
0: creatures, but it was demons. But and there there's a spot in the featurette where it looked like something was trying to come through the door. I didn't pause mm. it or anything, but I thought it was like a creature. But uh it
1: might look creaturesque.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, y'all. This 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 featurette got it looking kinda good. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. I was like Yeah, the
1: featurette did look really cool. Hmm. Um I I personally really like the whole timeline thing, understanding the timeline, and then right. understanding more about the plot. Cause in the earlier trailers, you don't really, you know, get insight to what the main objective is. Yep. So it was cool. And what they said was that, you know, like you were saying, she's trying to find this relic. And so she's basically go traveling and killing everybody who's supposed to be protecting this relic. Um. So it's very interesting plot choice, I yep. think. So, I mean, hopefully it has some significance or purpose and not just them. Because, you know, I, so, I showed you that, like, picture the other day where it had, like, WB milking this cow and the yeah, chondry I mean, was the cow. Yeah. And the cow was like, super skinny. Yep. So, I don't know. As long as it has some purpose. And I know how in the feature at James Wan does say, you know, it's supposed to connect to the other parts of the chondry. You know, yes. As yep. long as it does do that, I think I'll enjoy it even more. And it's not just a purposeless film and they just said, Oh, we're just gonna make her kill people and go we'll find a relic. Really. Cause that's kinda how I felt about the original nun. Like it wasn't really a, a a point to it, you know what I'm saying? To me yep. personally. So I don't know. That's how I feel about it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm hoping that to hear James Wan say it himself about this movie mm-hmm. having a larger connection to literally all characters within the conjuring franchise to hear it come from his mouth that has me kind of excited i'm like okay and the fact that they have him in the interview gives Mm -hmm. me a little bit more hope because then that makes me feel like he has more involvement if he's actually in these interviews talking about the story and all that hopefully he had a little bit more involvement than in some of the other films where he's just kind of like a backseat producer yeah um but yeah, we'll actually uh, revisit The Nun 2, y'all, later in the podcast, because one of our news stories is uh, regarding uh, the first reactions that have come out for the film. So i am make sure you keep listening to the podcast, because we'll talk about that later. Uh, but that is The Nun 2 Futurette. And again, the uh, well, it's some uh, some additional info. I don't think I said this uh, when, we, when we started this segment here. Um, the Nun 2 is being directed by Michael Chavez. Uh, it's being written by uh, Aquila, Is it Akilah? Make sure I'm pronouncing it right. That's being written by Akila Cooper, Ian Goldberg, and Richard Neon. And it's hitting theaters on, on September 8th. Oops. we right there, y'all. It's a week away. Um, and I did want to mention that we do have a uh, Conjuring Universe ranked video that will be dropping uh, at the beginning of uh, the week that The Nun 2 releases. It'll probably drop on uh, either Monday or Tuesday, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, now, moving on to the next trailer that uh, dropped this week, it's actually for a film that, it's a South Korean film that's already come out in South Korea, at the, I believe, earlier this year, but it's finally getting a Western release, and that's the film Gangnam Zombie. Uh, now, uh, the, the film's about, oh, well, let me rephrase this as I'm diving into the synopsis. The synopsis reads, Soon after previously normal people begin viciously attacking other citizens in Seoul's wealthy Gangnam district, the zombie population grows exponentially and spreads throughout the region. Now, Long after injuries force him to quit the national taekwondo team, an elite former athlete is given one more opportunity to use his talent <laughs> on behalf of his country as he takes on one final match. This time against terrifying hordes of the undead. It's being directed by uh, Lee Soo Hyung, and uh, the Western release will be digital and Blu Ray on September twenty sixth. Now, uh, <laughs> regarding this film, it's very interesting, y'all, because if you've never it heard of it, you've never seen the trailer, it's like a martial arts movie with zombies this dude is literally
1: he's conducting
0: martial arts
1: doing karate out here
0: (laughs) whooping these zombies ass with taekwondo like just kicking them and all that stuff
1: it's so funny uh, right it
0: is it is a little like i don't think we've ever seen anything like it so it's kind of funny to look at but i think the concept is cool like if he actually does some fire stuff like it could come out really cool uh I think what's
1: making the funny yeah, for me is the music that they use in the video in oh, the yeah. trailer. So it's like it sounds like mortar combat music. And so he's doing these taekwondo moves, and then yeah. you got the mortal combat music in the background. It's just hilarious.
0: It is like a video game. It's got that yeah. like video gamey vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> now I do want to say this. Uh that like I said, it already came out in South Korea already, I believe, earlier this year. And I will warn you, <laughs> the ratings are not great. <laughs> uh, but, hey, that doesn't mean that you might not like it. So, right. you know, you got to give up that opportunity because I think that the concept is cool. Uh, yeah. just maybe the execution isn't great, but maybe there's some cool fight scenes because sometimes a movie can be bad, but if the fighting is fire, like you at least got a reason to watch it. And that's the right. fighting, the action. Um, but, yeah, y- y'all got to <laughs> see this trailer.
1: It's zombies.
0: Yeah, it, you got to see this trailer, y'all. It It is literally like, you know, it's
1: very interesting
0: i'm not familiar with the actor so i don't know if he is a you know famous martial artist actor in uh, mm. south korea that i'm not sure of um but it really is like martial mm. arts versus zombies like the yep. movie <laughs> <laughs> uh so make sure you watch it man because y'all got y'all gotta see it if you've never seen it and i'm interested to check it out just because i'm just don't think i've ever seen anything like it the zombies i will say um do have that like uh the sadness slash mm-hmm. uh yeah. train to busan slash 28 days later like they're fast yeah. um they look kind of rabbit uh mm-hmm. and their eyes are almost like demonic like their black eyes they, they almost black, look like, like one of them the had people had like vampire teeth or something yeah one uh, of them did have like yeah uh, things yeah. yeah he did he did mm-hmm. uh so i don't know y'all it could it could be interesting maybe the special effects will be pretty good but again that's coming in uh, on digital and Blu-ray in the West, finally, on, on September 26th. Uh, now, moving on, we got the, uh, the next trailer we're talking about. And it's the last trailer for this segment, and that is a Netflix film called Bodies. Now, Bodies is about four detectives living in four different eras of time, and they find the body of the same murder victim in London's Whitechapel. They soon come to realize their investigations have them central to a mysterious conspiracy spanning over 150 years. Now, it's being directed by Marco Cruz-Paintner, who uh, did The Lazarus Project, and Hao Lu Wang, uh, who did an episode of Doctor Who in uh, a bunch of uh, shorts. It's being written by Paul uh, Tamalin, who's done a few episodes of Torchwood and Shameless, and Denasia Small. Uh, who's done a couple episodes or a few episodes of Gangs of London. And I got to say, uh, oh, I didn't give y'all the date. It's coming on Netflix on on October 19th. So it's another October movie to add to y'all's list. And I actually like this trailer a lot. I thought the concept is like cool as hell. Um, this This idea of the same murder victim across different times and some weird conspiracy theory, like, if the mystery plays out really good and it unravels in a great pace throughout the film i think this will be a very fun and interesting movie to watch um they don't really there's no hints i don't think within the trailer of what could be going on which i think is exciting because then it you know i like movies that keep you guessing throughout where you're trying to figure out um you know coming up with theories along the way of like okay i bet you this is this is what's happening so i don't know i think this looked good what do you think about the trailer
1: yeah i thought it looked super interesting um i really liked the whole idea of you know the conspiracy theory like you said over Mm -hmm. a span of time um definitely a very intriguing concept so for that alone i would like to watch it to to see what what's actually going on Mm -hmm. um but it is actually a series so in my notes where i have like the seven episodes three episodes that's those, that was referring to the series. So oh. it's going to be 10 episodes. It's a series. Mm-hmm. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's 10 episodes. So I'm wondering if when we watch the series, will we find out in this season what's happening? Or will it be like from where you never find oh. out what actually happens? <laughs>
0: yeah, that does. When, when, now that I realize it's a series, I thought it was a film, y'all, but it's a series. Yeah. That kind of like lowers my hype just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> because you do run into that issue where they don't fully resolve the story because yeah. they're trying to milk mm-hmm. it and and
1: like, then you know you never know what could happen because it could be like a situation with archive 81 which exactly. i'm always going to talk about until they bring it back but we didn't get a conclusion and they didn't renew it and i was yeah. so mad so like what happens is something like this happens where you don't actually know what the answers are you know what i'm saying because it doesn't yep. say it's a limited series; it just says it's a series. So, and I feel, I feel like feel that's, as though we might not get a conclusion.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's the importance of having a conc- at least some sort of conclusion mm-hmm. to the first season because you don't know what could happen next. Yeah, uh, and when you leave it off like that, it just God, there's so many shows that that's that happened to, especially in the streaming era. But yeah. the, the biggest victim that we that we talk about is Archive A1. So I'm hoping <laughs> yeah. it's not one of those situations, and they yeah. You know, it, to me, it's better to just cl- like give us the full closure, and then if the story hits, add on to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Like if
0: it, if it if it becomes popular, make a second season and expand it, but yeah. close it off in the first season. You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or it could become. <laughs> I'm thinking about Fringe, and how like it was so good, man. Like and then, oh. like we got kind of we got answers, but then you know, like you said, they. Added on to it, but eventually it just got to the point where it was like they were just making up stuff, and it was just going way too far. Yeah. So you gotta find like the medium, so the between those two extremes, I guess.
0: Yeah, the, the issue with Fringe was there was a main through point through, you know, throughput main story. Yeah. That finally hit it, in its conclusion in the fourth fifth season. Yeah. And that's when the show fell off because they didn't really know what to do yeah. now that, like, yeah the full reveal uh has played out mm-hmm. um so hopefully that is not a that this body show isn't a victim of that and they just give us the full conclusion and that they decide to continue they just expand uh they can just expand on the theory or just create some new theory or whatever you know yeah. uh but that uh that series is called bodies y'all and it's coming to netflix on october 19th i'm just excited because it's another thing to add to the october horror watch list Uh, But that actually uh, closes it out for us for our trailers portion of the podcast. Now we'll move on to all the good horror news that dropped this week. And starting us off this week, is all about uh, The Exorcist Believer. And uh, I actually did a TikTok uh, on this uh, today. And it's kind of wild. So The Exorcist Exorcist Believer has been pushed up a week and it's now releasing on October 6th. And what happened was uh, AMC announced uh, the Taylor Swift concert movie was going to drop that same weekend of the original date of October 13th, um, and uh, you know, reading from uh, well, not it's not an article, but uh, a writer, the writer John Squires from uh, Bloody Disgusting put out a tweet, and he said, uh, "The power of Taylor Swift compels you," which I thought was pretty <laughs> clever, and and he's right because hey, look, uh, they. They, uh, Universal, Blumhouse and all of them, I said this on the TikTok, they saw that Taylor Swift announcement and like, look, we can't compete with the Swift fans. It's, just, it's not, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> and it's going to cannibalize a lot of the sales for The Exorcist. And, cause I, and I saw this on the article that that Taylor Swift thing, it already did like 10 mil in pre-sales or something crazy.
1: It's much higher than that now. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that was a smart. <laughs> hey, look, that was a smart move to bump it up a week because, uh, you know, you don't want anything like that to eat into your potential revenue. I'm cool with it because that just it just gives us the film, you know, a week earlier. Um, mm-hmm. But did you want to add anything, Sisbeth?
1: Um, not really. Uh, I was just gonna say there was another movie that was also slated for that same date that moved up to, but I can't remember what it was. But I just think it's so funny that everybody's like, oh, we can't, we can't deal with Taylor Swifties, so we got to move our stuff out of yep. the way. But um, yeah, and then somebody commented on your TikTok and they were like, oh, you know, because it was Friday the 13th, and so they thought it would be like the perfect time to go watch a horror movie, but it's cool. Like you said, we get to watch it a little bit earlier, so it's all good.
2: Yep, yep.
0: Yeah, and I agree. That that's, is the cool takeaway from this, is just say it's coming sooner yeah. um now you know how, uh all, our, all of our all of our listeners know how we uh sit on this the trailer uh wasn't that great to us hopefully we'll get a new trailer before the release that gets us a little bit more excited i mean hey look we're gonna watch it out of the way and we're gonna hope for the best mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but now we're gonna be watching it on october 6th yeah all right now moving on to uh the next piece of news uh we're, we're diving back into uh the nun 2 and uh, the i believe it was just the social media embargo um that uh went up uh this week so we actually had a lot of uh you know critics journalists um uh, content creators who were allowed to put out their social media reactions to um uh, the nunsu cuz they got to see you know um uh, what do you, what would you call a press you know they got the press invites to, to watch the film And I'm reading off of a screen rat who has actually compiled a lot of the um, X or Twitter posts or whatever you want to call the platform right now. But they compiled a lot (laughs) of uh, 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 responses and I'll read through some of those just so y'all can see. Uh, But hey, look, off rip, it sounded pretty good so far. Uh, So we'll dive into the first uh, social media reaction, pulling it from Twitter. Uh, And it's coming from uh, BJ... Colin Gio and uh, they said enjoyed the nun too more than the first and a few scares had me jumping in my seat Storm Reed is a welcome addition to the Conjuring universe even if the story felt like three different films fighting for the main plot at times still had a blast and Bonnie Aarons is a treasure uh, and then we've got a tweet from Shannon McGrew and they said the Nun 2 is so extra and goes so hard <laughs> that now I'm instantly obsessed and I will, I will not be talking about anything else for the, for, for the, for the foreseeable future. Bravo, uh, Akila Cooper, and Michael Chavez. That's some, mm. that's some good praise right there, y'all. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then we got a tweet from Mama's Geeky, and it reads, The Nun 2 is infinitely better than the first film. It's scarier and much more intense. This is what I wanted out of the first one, which was too heavy and bogged down with lore. Now we get to have fun with this terrifying villain and stay for the mid-credit scene. Um, so this tweet has a lot to unpack. One, we're getting the mid-credit scene, which yeah. is dope, and that makes me feel like this mid-credit scene could actually have some like the plot, con- mm-hmm. like you know, because sometimes they have those like just clips of like the actual mm-hmm. cases yeah, or yeah, just yeah. like okay. you. you know, I think Animal Creation had the doll just like turn their head, but maybe this one has a little bit more implication to the mm-hmm. wider story of the Conjuring universe. Mm -hmm. um but to heal but to hear that you know this is what they were hoping the first one would be like that's what i want to hear i want to hear that balak is going ham and is actually scarier in this film Mm
2: -hmm. uh
0: we got a tweet here from uh jermaine uh and it reads the nun 2 is a super solid horror sequel it's got two good stories that interests that intersect into a fantastic third act which is amazing until it loses focus just a bit right at the end that misstep aside, it's got awesome scares, effects, and Sister Irene is, a legit, is legit a legend. So we get to praise we for Sister so, Irene. Yeah. She
1: was not that great in the nun.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: look. <laughs> Something moved over there. It scared, oh, me.
0: It scared you a little bit. Yeah, you're talking about the nun now. It's going to be a little scary. See? Uh, yeah. uh, we got a tweet from um, uh, La Studio Matthias, Mat- Mat- and it reads, I just saw the nun too. It's gore moving and terrifying i think they meant gory it's gory moving and terrifying the images shot in uh some of these French locations that i can't pronounce are super beautiful pure adrenaline a surprise awaits you at the end of the film it was better than the first
1: sound sounded real good i mean of course it has to be better than the first one because the first one was trash so i don't know
0: yep and the last <laughs> and the last you know you're right though uh because the, 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 the first film is set in the bar, like, so low Super that low. I think they could have done anything and it would have been better. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the last tweet I'll read is actually coming from Perry Nimroff, and it reads, The Nun 2 is a rock-solid new installment of The Conjuring Verse.
1: Yet again. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but I don't listen to nothing she got to say.
0: <laughs> well, mm. look, if, if it's something positive, if uh, so far the, the remarks have been pretty good about The Nun 2. List, hey, so let's uh... see. Okay. Yet again, Tysa Farmiga and Jonas Blo- Bloquet are winning leads, and love the fresh energy Storm Reed brings to the series. Eager for another watch to overanalyze new additions to the lore, as I often do. But uh, where am I? Where did I get cut off at? Because I had to expand it. You said but. <laughs> oh, but on the first go around, thought the colliding storylines worked quite well, just like with the first none The eerie atmosphere is hugely effective, and there's a bunch of strong set pieces. See, uh,
1: she liked the first one. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't
0: agree with that. Uh, the magazine rack scene feature in the trailer is great, but there's a certain something in the third act that wound up being the favorite for me. I'm to bet you'll be able to guess what it is. Uh, actually, I'll read one more then, since you said you don't want to hear nothing she got to say. We'll oh, more. Lord. <laughs> All right. Uh, this last tweet this last is coming from Pick Your Brian, uh, Brian Davids, and it reads. The, the Nun 2 is infinitely better than the first installment. The characters of Irene and Maurice are explored in a more meaningful way in the greater Conjuring universe is impacted rather significantly. That's huge. Because mm. talking mm-hmm. about the featurette we talked about earlier, Yeah, they right. mentioned how this film will have, you know, all the connective tissue to wrap up, wrap around the entire Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but you hear all those reactions, baby?
1: Yes. What do I you heard. think? What do you think? I mean, I I was excited about it when I first saw the trailer. Yeah. I lost my excitement when I found out who was directing it. But I'm um, I mean, I'm still going to watch it obviously. Yeah. And I'm going to go in with low expectations. So, if it does well, then I'll be like, "Oh, this is really great." And if it doesn't, then I'll be like, "Well, I told you."
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: What do you think after reading the Yeah,
0: last I, Hey. This gets me more excited, honestly, to hear all those good reactions. Uh, Can you hear the train? <laughs> no, nah, I can't hear it. But to hear all those good reactions, uh, it just got me more excited. And especially mm-hmm. to hear, like, there's that one that talked about how they were. This is what they wanted from the first film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see when when you combine the featurette that we talked about earlier yep. with these mm-hmm. tweets, and you combine them together. To me, it's sounding like the movie that the nun one was supposed to be we're getting yeah. valak probably in full force going ham killing people we're, it sounds like we're get a more interesting story um, a story that actually ties into the lar- larger Conjuring universe so we're getting right uh, gonna, a lot of lore a lot of connections to other characters it's going to expand things and that, it just sounds interesting the nun one mm-hmm. just was boring as hell and it wasn't interesting this movie so boring points. sounds interesting it sounds mm-hmm. more scary uh It sounds like we're actually gonna, you know, have some mystery, and then they're talking about some crazy shit that goes down in the third act because the third act was just dumb and the nun one. So I don't know. I'm I'm getting a little excited. You know, I'm gonna be. I don't know, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Like mm-hmm. like I'm gonna be optimistic, but it's gonna be oh cautiously optimistic. You know what I'm saying? Hell oh, yeah yeah. That's how I feel too. Yeah yeah. But yeah, that's none too y'all. First reactions are sounding pretty good. Um. I know I'm getting excited. We're only a week away. Uh, and just let's just reiterate, we're gonna be doing a or dropping a video on our YouTube. Uh, and we uh went through and rewatched all the Conjuring Universe films, and we're gonna and we ranked them. So look on the be on the lookout for that video coming Monday or Tuesday. Uh now moving on to our next news story. It's all about talk to me, y'all. And apparently that they had uh prequel prequel clips posted online and they were removed. So let's dive into a little bit. So apparently and we've seen this news story before, and I think we even talked about it on our podcast. That the mm-hmm. directors of uh, "Talk to Me" actually filmed uh, some different, uh, like little mini shorts, like little mini clips that provide uh, some backstory, like almost like a prequel story to uh, uh, who was a Duckett.
1: Duckett,
0: yeah, <coughs> to Duckett, and apparently they actually posted uh, those clips online on like this, uh, like a throwaway account and i and this kind of speaks to the nature of the movie but i guess the the clips were felt real enough that they were getting taken down because they were seen as violent and bullying um, and i think they said they posted it actually a few times but every single time it got mm-hmm. taken down and then they just they just decided to not post it anymore um but it makes me wonder if like somebody online some like real tech person can go online somehow and find those uh clips i'm sure would,
1: somebody could yeah. somebody could
0: probably do it <laughs> i'm sure they will eventually uh, but i'd be curious to see what those clips contain because they didn't go into any specific details Mm-mm. about what those clips were just that it expanded Duckett's story uh, and essentially is like a prequel story to the to the film um now we're coming up on the uh, official blu-ray release of uh, talk to me on october 3rd and this is a movie i think that would do really well uh, with its bonus features now i don't i don't think they've done any mention of what the uh, physical release of this film will contain bonus features wise but hopefully those prequel clips will be on there along with a lot of behind the scenes footage i'm sure they saw behind this behind the scenes footage given that they're you know youtube content yeah. creators are, uh, originally so they know, I'm sure they'll be filming everything. So I think that this, mm-hmm. the bonus features for this could be really cool. Um, but yeah, when you heard this news, when you, talk, when you heard this news about the the prequel clips, what did you think, but
1: I was just like, dang, that is crazy. Yeah. Um, it didn't say in the article what platform it was, but I'm interested in knowing what platform it was that they posted on probably YouTube, I'm assuming, since that's yeah, probably. they post most of their stuff on. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was super interesting. And I showed you the... Uh, this is the, the still book that they were gonna have for the Talk to Me release on It came oh with man. actual hand, right? Came with all this cool stuff. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I want this. <laughs> I don't
0: know. You want that hand like, though. I, I do want it. Maybe <laughs> I don't, I don't you actually <laughs> grab that hand now uh, You're gonna see so. Oh, it's not real. <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: know. I told you, um, who was it? Somebody they they bought like a hand. It wasn't it is blank when they bought it. It was, yep. like, off Etsy or something like that. And then they, like, wrote stuff on it and then, like, made... To make it made, look... Right. <laughs> it looked that's like cool. Like, talk to me. In.
0: <laughs> that's really cool, actually.
1: Yep. But anyways, yeah, it's crazy that they were taking it down. So, hopefully, people who do get that get to see those clips. Because I'm interested, too, in seeing what, you know, what was on there. On there.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but here's hoping that it'll be on the bonus features of the physical release coming on October 3rd. Now, our last story uh, for today's podcast is all about Saw 10. So this is kind of a two-part story about Saw 10. So the first part of this is that uh, a cool new poster dropped for the film. It's kind of like a love letter to the Saw series, because we actually had, uh, it's a just white background poster. In that poster, there's an eyeball, a heart, and then a saw. And kind of like uh, speaking to, you know, Kind of the iconic traps or moments uh, within the series. It's kind of a love letter to Saw as a whole. And at the bottom it says Saw 10 in theater September 29th. So very cool uh, poster, kind of a little graphic uh, to it as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the nature of the Saw franchise. But the poster I thought was really cool. Um, and Just another one to get you excited about, you know, the return of uh, John Kramer and kind of a return to the feelings of the original. Uh, trilogy and the second part of this was that uh, uh empire in the upcoming uh magazine drop uh, i believe it's coming out oh yeah it's on actually it's on newsstands right now it's on newsstands currently but in in that magazine they actually um they, did they speak with the director i want to say mm-hmm yeah, it was a, so they spoke with the director, uh, the franchise veteran Kevin Gruttert, and they just talked all about Tin, about the franchise, uh, and there was some cool some on the Empire website. They po- posted some excerpts from this mm-hmm. interview uh, from the magazine. There's some cool little tidbits in there. Uh, what the, kind of the biggest piece from it was the fact that they talked about how John Kramer is kind of the center of this movie's story. If you think about the other films, mm-hmm. uh, the other Saw films, it's told from the perspective of the victim. But he was saying that with uh, Saw 10, it's going to be more so told from the perspective of John Kramer. We're going to be on a journey with John and it's gonna be an emotional journey and it's kind of getting more inside of his head, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and here's here's a, uh, a quote directly from the article uh, and it reads, Kramer is the center of the story. Salton is an emotional journey that you go on with john kramer and less a slaughterhouse that you experience from the point of view of the victims obviously there will be people that can't handle it but i think it has a good chance of appealing to people beyond gore freaks
1: i thought that was so funny that he said gore freaks
0: <laughs> yeah now uh now he did say that but he did uh he did go on to say don't worry though gore freaks we're willing to bet you'll be more than catered to as well." Yeah. So it ain't going away. It's going to be great right. as hell, uh, but I think it's cool that they're shifting the perspective, from, because John Kramer is such an iconic piece.
1: He is of yeah. the
0: franchise, and to, and I think they even mentioned in that, um, in that in that talk about the most recent one, Spiral, that just did not do great, uh, and just when you don't, when you don't have that, the heart of that franchise in mm-hmm. John Kramer, there it just doesn't feel the same. And so to mm-hmm. have a movie, we're actually going to be focused on him and kind of following him and getting more inside his mind and seeing, you know, it takes place in between Saw one and two, so we'll kind of probably see. Um, we, if you think about Saw three, like he it, it it kind of starts with him already on the verge of death anyway, and mm-hmm. Saw two he was kind of in that same spot, like dude was looking real rough. He so I was, think, and yeah. but. You know, his mm-hmm. mind seemed very clear. So I think it'd be interesting interesting to see his emotional journey and to kind of see what his thought was going into those films as he's building, you know, these last games and all that. I think it's gonna be really cool. I'm I'm just super excited for it because Topin Bell is just legendary. And I love yeah. the John Kramer uh character. And I think this movie's gonna be really good. But what'd you think, baby, when you heard about the interview, um, the poster and all those things?
1: Oh, I really like the poster. I was like, Oh, that's super cool and creative um and then as far in regards to you know getting more with Tobin Bell's character I thought that was really good because we don't really get to spend a lot of time with him mm-hmm. and what you know the why behind everything like what fueled everything specifically we you know he talks about it but you don't really get to experience it so um I'm very much so looking forward to that and. It's good to get that insight on what the film is gonna be about, so um I guess I can see why he was saying what why they're saying what they said about like the gore aspect is because
0: because yeah. you
1: spend so much time with the victims in the other films, you can't help but have a gore fest, yep, so um what i'm gonna take I'm taking away from this is that there's a good balance between the two aspects of what we like about the soft films,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree 100%. It'll, it'll, it sounds like it will be a good, a good balance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, one, one, more, one more thing I wanted to mention before we um, move on to our main topic. Uh, in that uh, Empire excerpt, uh, which is by Tom Nicholson um, over on the Empire website, there's a part uh, in the article where he's talking about Saltan and how the original Jigsaw is back. And then he goes on to say, with his inventive approach to life coaching, is back big time how does i I, I never thought of it like that like using the term life coach but it's kind of what he is like he's in the games kind of like life is. coach i yeah. thought that was funny uh,
1: yeah he does like everybody right He's teaching them yeah. a
0: lesson teaching them a lesson you know he's a life coach he's like getting them back yeah. on track essentially like make sure they ain't taking life for granted trying you
1: know? to anyway
0: in a very crazy way but yeah uh a life coach nonetheless uh But that concludes our new section, y'all. So now we're going to jump into uh, our main topic, which is all about, or, you know, ask the question, do horror movies have to be scary to be good? Stay tuned. All right, y'all, so like I said, The main topic is all about asking the question, do horror movies have to be scary to be good? Now, to kind of like set us off, right? In the horror community, we come across, uh, you know, whole accounts on TikTok, Twitter, or X, whatever they're calling it, uh, Instagram that are dedicated to just, you know, tearing apart horror movies, uh, you know, especially horror movies on the fact that they don't seem scary or they don't deem them as scary and so therefore they aren't good horror movies and so we're at, we're asking that question does it have to be scary to be good now what do we mean by scary right so when we say scary here on in love with horror the way we're kind of defining that is uh and kind of how these accounts look at it is scary imagery so you know think like a, a demon face or a heavy on the gore are uh, or jump scares. So, you know, the you get the loud crashing sound and then a face pops on the screen or, you know, something, you know, falls off of a desk or something like that. So, that's kind of what we're going to define as scary because that's kind of how people who, you know, kind of try to tear apart horror movies look at what scary is for horror movies. Now, within these accounts that have been, you know, trying to, you know, shit on the horror movies, uh, a couple of movies that have come up in debates a lot about, oh, it's not good because it's not scary, are uh, films like, this is within the last few years, uh, Skin, Marink, Hereditary, Midsummer, Nope, and Us, uh, and even more recently, Talk to Me. And, and... Speaking to Skin Marine, because I feel like that's one that that comes up a lot, and a lot of a people lot. did not like this movie be- because they didn't feel like it was scary because it didn't have really any imagery at all.
1: At all, right? Right. I was like I don't even see anything. And so this, right, exactly.
0: Yeah. And so this one is a big showcase for this topic because it didn't have any scary imagery in it whatsoever. It was it was heavy on audio uh, to make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, to kind of get under your skin. It was very audio heavy. And and you never really get to see anything. Even the visuals kind of take a approach of trying to make you feel uncomfortable because you can't tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. Trying to make your mind feel in the blinks. And so people were calling it not scary because of that sheer fact. And yeah. and it's just like, well, do horror, do horror films need that to be good or to even mm-hmm. be considered a horror movie? Um, yeah. I don't know if there's any of these any other film or any of these films I just listed a bit that you want to talk about. Well,
1: mm-hmm. even like um, because we I didn't I watched Skin Marine, but I don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> because me and you don't agree on this movie. Right, yeah. No, but um Talk to Me, for example. I don't think we agree on that one either, actually.
0: No. Nah. Mm-hmm. I I yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm I look at Talk to Me as just being okay.
1: Yeah yeah all right, well, I thought that's more that has okay, more to do with the plot movie, but, but a lot of people do talk about how this movie, oh, it's not scary at all, like this yeah. isn't good like it's like okay, but there is a lot of other things that make it good if though right. oh, it's not scary, and that doesn't take away it take away the fact that it is a horror movie just because you personally didn't get scared by it, right but um, I guess that's the thing, right like so the next point will be like that large element that we talk, talk about horror is the scare. Like you mm-hmm. have to have those to make it a, like a horror movie or whatever. But um, Hereditary, I don't remember that one that well, actually. Maybe you could talk about that one. I know people, a, lot, a lot of people talk about that one too.
0: Yeah, because Hereditary, that film is heavy on atmosphere and performance to mm-hmm. help uh, and circumstances to help drive home um, the horror elements yeah. um, and i was gonna talk i'll talk about this later as we uh continue to, to go into it actually no, I'll, I'll talk about that now actually um you know when it comes to like films like hereditary right because there's a lot of there's a lot of other elements and things that can make a horror movie good if they're not mm-hmm. judi- if they're not scary in the you know, traditional sense, Mm -hmm. right? And it it could be the plot. So like the circumstances surrounding it and being able to to relate to those circumstances, uh, the performances, right? I always say this in a lot of films we talk about, especially like found footage and things like that, is being able to sell, you know, the characters' emotions that they're feeling so that the viewer can relate to them. Um, And then of course, like the setting, the atmosphere, and then how they generally tell the story and mm-hmm. you know you look at films like Midsommar that's another good one that i mentioned earlier um that film i don't think has any like scary imagery within it right but it's all about you know putting yourself in the shoes of that character and looking at psychologically what's going on and being able mm-hmm. to relate to that idea of like you know uh being lost being warped and or you know losing your mind and you know, and almost being, you know, absorbed into a cult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, uh, you know, The Midsommar is one of those films that kind of call back to The Wicker Man. Like it's another one. There's no scary imagery. It's all Mm -hmm. about the psychologicalness of it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and even, and I'll add this too, right? Because there's even films that aren't even traditionally considered to be horror that have horror elements in them. Right, and I take a movie like *Prisoners*. That's a film I love by Denis uh, Villeneuve, and that film that's more of a mystery thriller type mm-hmm. of film. But to me, it's borderline a horror movie because of the the plot, the circumstance of what's happening, and being able to, you know, put your shoe put put yourself in the shoes of Hugh Jackman's character, whose yeah. daughter was taken from him, and now how that how that is even if you don't see it every step of the way but as the movie plays out you know that when he goes to sleep every night like what he's thinking about and how over mm-hmm. time he falls more and more into the the anger and that emotion and the desperation and the grief yeah. you know like that's horror you know what i'm saying right. like and that's a very it's a, that's a very realistic horror but a horror nonetheless um so, you know, that, all you know, all those things to say that, you know, you don't need scary in the sense of, you know, scary imagery, jump scares for it to be a horror movie in general and for it to be good. Because right. it's all about, you know, those elements, the plot, the performances, the setting, the atmosphere, um, the overall story, the circumstances that help mm-hmm. give it the, the horror element. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Hmm. Agree.
0: Now, uh, one thing we wanted to mention with this is we wanted to dive into or talk about like the the subgenre the subgenres of horror, right? And so um, how horror is looked at as a genre. Uh, and so according to the uh, L.A. Film School, there are eleven subgenres of horror. There's demonic, paranormal, monster, slasher, zombie, gore. Witchcraft, vampire, psychological, sci-fi, and comedic, um, and of course, not all of these subgenres equate to fear and scares, especially the comedic right. one, right? And so, right, example yeah. ex- examples of kind of the more comedic um, horror films. You got films like Scary Movie. You know, it's extreme comedy, but does have you know moments of you know uh, of horror within it. Uh, you got films like Deadstream. That's a recent one killer clowns from outer space the blackening is another recent one right, uh yeah you got slashers of course friday the 13th halloween scream terrifier you got like your sci-fi type of horror alien underwater cloverfield even megan is you know uh, right. i think within that subgenre of uh of horror and you know all right. those films you know even you know obviously some of them do have like you know the scary imagery or whatever but uh even within all those ideas
2: within the subgenres, they're still, they're still
0: good even if they don't have the yeah. general scary imagery but mm-hmm. that, that a lot of these people online are, who kind of shit on horror movies nowadays yeah. uh, look yeah. at it as just being nothing more than jump scares and mm-hmm. scary looking stuff.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Yep.
1: Um, now, uh, next thing I wanted to to point out, like being scared, is relative, right? And mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> because of that, it can't really serve as like a a defining factor when it comes to what makes this movie good. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> um, you know, there are instances of things in horror movies that are scary situations, like you already just talked about with um, the prisoners or whatever. Yep. And um, last week we, I talked about that movie Brightwood and I was like, I w- I would be scared, you know, shitless being lost in the woods. Like that's a real mm. fear for me. So me watching a movie of people being lost in the woods is going to be a lot more scarier to someone who isn't scared of being lost in the woods. right? <laughs> um, and then to, you know, people who uh, talk about films that got like underlying messages and social commentary and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like. Those moves aren't scary, so they're not, you know, horror or whatever. Um, and then so I I talked about, uh, I wrote down, get out, because yeah. that is scary, right? It's the idea scary. with black people being used, basically, by white people, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very scary thing. Um, But to someone else, I was like, well, that's not scary. But to me, it is, because, I, you know, I can identify with that, you know what I'm saying? So, yep. like, that's a scary thing to me.
0: It's a very real horror right you know what i'm saying right exactly yep it's a very real horror like something you can actually like i said before like relate to and that's what's so strange you know and i think it's just part of the content generation now Mm -hmm. is that you know people don't know how to kind of like embrace a film and the emotions and and put themselves in the shoes of the character to like see the horror within it, and right. that's a big thing with like the horror films that have those underlying messages, right? Is it's trying to show you in a creative way what it would be right. like to be yeah. uh, a person either of a specific uh, culture or race or you know mm-hmm. um, uh, socioeconomic level, whatever you know class system. You know, it's trying to showcase those elements. Um. Now we see all these things, right? But that doesn't mean that you know we don't like the scary uh, aspects that these people think of in horror movies. You know, of course, right, we still yeah. like the to right. see the the traditionally scary images or the jump scares. We still like those elements, but it's mm-hmm. but it's all about that. Those aren't the end. That that's not the end all be all. That's not what right. makes a horror movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying, right?
0: That's not what makes it now. Uh, now, one thing we want to add to this, right, is, you know, because people online who are shitting on the, the, these horror movies uh, are, are saying they aren't scared anymore. Right. Uh, a lot of studios and creators are taking the approach that they have to do things like add the kind of dumb jump scares, mm-hmm. add the bad sound design um in uh add cgi monsters and ghosts and uh you know it's it's super rare to have movies uh that don't rely on these things because people com- are complaining about that aspect and it's you know it's films like the conjuring uh the mist or uh lake mungo you know films that are known to not have a lot of jump scares if any at all um like they're not made as much anymore. And, you know, it's these type of films where you're immersed in the fear by all the other yeah. elements that are going on within it uh, that we mentioned before. And, right. you know, it's funny because this is something that we even talked about. Um, so we, we, we already recorded our conjuring universe ranking video uh, that's coming oh, uh, right. here in the next couple of days. But one of the things I mentioned in that video is actually about the conjuring too. And I remember, and I remember telling you, babe, I was like, you know, it almost feels like there's some sort of studio mm-hmm. presence in the film. Because mm-hmm. you take The Conjuring 1, right? There's not a lot of jump scares. And if there are, yeah. they're very well done and not in a distasteful way. And there's yeah. no real scary Im- imagery in it. You know, we got... Most of it is very human-based. Yeah, you know, even is. the villain of that film was just uh, a human who was a witch mm. who was just evil as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she just looks... Right. You know, evil, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that movie is very grounded. It's very relatable. You know, it's, yeah. and it's the emotion and the performance. And you putting yourself in the shoes of that family being like, man, imagine if I was in, the, if my family had to go through that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then you go to The Conjuring 2, and kind of some of the things we mentioned that we were mentioning exist in that film. You know, we got the cheap jump scares, like yep. that's the part when the fire literally. The fire truck rolls up to the kid's bedroom door, right? And it, rest, it rests there for like three seconds. And then it goes, Bling! you know, the violin sounded off. And I was just like, yeah. and I jumped, but it was just because it was so loud. Because it, it was scary. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was just like, well, that was dumb. Because nothing even happened besides it rolled up. And then it, it pauses for like a couple seconds. And then it goes. Uh, and then you got like the crooked man, who yeah. was like a fool. Fantastical cgi element,
1: yeah, you know, yeah.
0: and so like it's, it's those kind of elements that almost feel like the studio was like, "Hey, you like first of all, the Conjuring is a hit. You got to add those things in because that's what yeah. people want. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, <laughs> it's not scary enough, quote unquote. Yeah, but that's you know? wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, nah, man. Like that's not the right approach. We want story in our horror in our horror films. We want emotion yeah. in our horror films. You know, we don't just need something to look scary. Right. You know, exactly. the horror can just be within anything in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Whether it be supernatural or not.
1: Yeah. Cause I think that's the one in the notes I wrote about the conjuring, right? It's like it's not trying to be scary. It just is scary. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, but a lot of stuff now is like it's you can tell it's trying to scare you. And it's like, you gotta do all that. Right.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's I like I like the way you said that. The, the like a movie that you can tell is trying to be scary. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I like how you said yeah. that. It's like, oh, we're, we're trying to. And it, when it's I, like- I kind of think about
1: like the, boogie, the boogeyman, for example. You can tell in that movie, like they're trying to, they're trying yeah. to be scary, but they're yeah. not executing it very well.
0: <laughs> it's like the, the idea. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, don't know, I don't know if this would apply to this film, but I do, I, I do agree that the, there's elements of the boogeyman where you can tell that they're just trying to be scary. But mm-hmm. I think of it like, a, like a studio or a creator who thinks of scares first, and then thinks mm. of like a plot that could work around mm-hmm. those. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's what it could feel like. Yeah. Especially when yeah. the story is like really weak. Yeah. Uh, it's like you no, know, build, build a clear story first. Build the characters first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And build out that. And the the scares will kind of fall in place naturally within all yeah. the elements of the performance, the atmosphere, the setting, and the story. And it almost feels like a lot of times they have these, like, they list out ideas of the type of scares they can do before they even have a clear, <laughs> you know, character development path and a clear, uh, you know, might story be how path. They do it, they, yeah, they might, because it'd be feeling like that sometimes, you know? Um, <laughs> i think that's a good point <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be feeling like that sometimes yeah um but yeah that the you know it's, it's crazy man like to, to hear people kind of go ham on movies that are so excellent yeah. uh and it's surely off the fact that they don't have scary imagery and stuff like that it's kind of it's disappointing and i know you and i have both seen it and that's a, that's why we kind of felt like it'd be an interesting main topic to talk about yeah uh you know do, do horror movies have to be scary to be good? Uh, and they don't have to be. Nope. Uh, not in the sense of scary imagery and uh, jump scares. Um, but, but did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to uh, speak on uh, for this topic?
1: Not really. Um, kind of say what I had to say, but um, I do want to say that um, it works both ways, right? Like, So there are movies that might have scary scenes or whatever, right? But they're not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what is Is it? The, no, Annabelle. I was it Annabelle. Yeah. To me, there were some scary moments. Yeah. But ultimately, I didn't really like that movie. It wasn't that great. <laughs> yeah. So it goes both ways. It can go either mm-hmm. way, right? You know, just because it's um, not scary doesn't mean it's not good. And just because it's good doesn't mean it's scary or whatever. So it goes yeah.
0: both ways. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. That's yep. actually a good example of a thoughts for you. Yeah. The Annabelle's actually a good example of a moment oh, where uh yes. you know, I actually liked the demon thing in there because it looked scary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you and so like that's guess. you know, that's one of the ones where I can appreciate because it fits <laughs> it fits the story. You know what I mean? Um she's <laughs> she's being affected by a demon. You know what I'm saying? I so guess. like it, the that imagery kind of fits it. It's not a situation does, yeah. of like, you know, having, it's like a, you know, CGI face pop up, like some cursive of La, Llor- La Llorona type stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, so that's a good example. But no, no mm-hmm. only final thoughts, honestly, in the conclusion is that, you know, a horror movie doesn't have to be just all about, you know, the scary sca- imagery and mm-hmm. jump scares. It can be about, you know, how you feel, how mm-hmm. you perceive. Uh, and all the elements within the performances, the atmosphere, you know, all of those other elements, just the general story and being able Mm. to relate and, uh, relate to the experience. And, uh, you know, I think that that's kind of what it's all about. Um, but it's all about story first before any of the other things. There you go. Yep. But. Hey, you know that's what we think about the the main topic, y'all. But we ask our listeners, our viewers, yes,
1: let us know. Let us know what do
0: you think about this main topic. Do you think that for horror movies to be good, that it has to have those scary, those you know what they what they deem as scary elements like scary imagery, jump scares. Do you think a horror movie needs those things to be considered a horror movie or to be considered good? Uh, let us know down in the comments below because we would love to discuss that with y'all. Uh, but with that, y'all, that actually concludes. Uh, this uh, episode of In Love With Horror. Thank you all so much for listening all the way through if you made it this far. Um, make sure that you are subscribed and following us on everything, y'all. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple to the podcast, make sure make sure you're following us on there. Make sure you go follow, follow us on our social media channels. Make sure you're following us on uh, YouTube, TikTok, IG, everything, y'all. Because uh, we do do uh, great content on those. Uh, we already mentioned it earlier in the podcast. So of course, we got some cool uh, content coming up very soon uh on and within the next couple of days we're going to have our uh the conjuring universe ranked video up uh we're going to have some movie reactions coming and then uh we're even going to be doing we're even going to be doing a uh saw uh movie uh ranked video as well so make sure you're subscribed y'all because we got uh, some dope stuff coming and uh but yeah hey thank y'all so much for you know listening and oh one more thing make sure y'all rate us <laughs> yeah, rate us on, rate us on those uh those podcast apps y'all because uh, that that just helps us give us more more visibility yes. and, and and support uh but again hey, look thank y'all hope y'all had a, a good time with this episode this was a great one uh and make sure you, you comment man we'd love to discuss all this stuff with y'all and with that this has been in love with horror, and we'll see you on the next video or the next podcast peace <laughs> <laughs>